All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. WTF, how are you? Is everything okay? Is is it okay out there? Is it how's the water? How's is the water nice? What's happening? I got Woody Harrelson on the show today. Yeah, he came over and uh we hung out. He asked for some um his people had uh, had us go out and get some vegan snacks, but uh, he didn't eat them. So you know what happened is uh, my buddy Frank, who works for me, he uh, he picked up some chocolate-covered coconut cookie snacks, and I threw them in the freezer. And you know where they ended up? In my fucking mouth. I can't have that shit in the house. I'm not going to complain. You know, it's healthy, but Jesus Christ, Woody, why didn't you eat it? So, yeah, Woody's on the show today. He's got uh, that Zombieland Double Tap is opening in theaters tomorrow, Friday, October 18th. By the way, no nicotine for how long has it been? Does any, Is anyone keeping track? Could somebody please tell me how long I've been off nicotine? It feels like a while. It was several pounds ago. I feel like it was like, I was, when, when did I get off it? August 26th. How long is that? I'm looking at my phone, sorry. Seven and a half weeks off nicotine. And uh, I feel okay. Goddamn hungry all the time, but, you know, we've covered that. I'm all right. Nicotine-free, almost two months. That's fucking nuts. Can I stay with it? By the way, yeah, I'll be in Nashville today and tomorrow. uh, Tomorrow's the show. I'll be out in the streets doing something if I'm not too tired, depending on how the travel day goes. Looking forward to hanging out in Nashville for a day. Uh, The show uh, is, I hope it's going to be great. And Atlanta, too. I got to spend a day in Atlanta, too, which I don't mind. I got a buddy there. Looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to dumping this material, too. I got the special taping on the 30th. I got the Masonic in San Francisco on the 26th. And I'm going to have those posters. I'm going to have a... If you're from San Francisco, bring cash. I don't know if my square thing works. I got to... Man, that's another thing I got to look into. I haven't sold posters in a long time, but I guess I'm going to sit there, do a meet and greet, and sell. I got 100 or so, about 100 of these hand-printed posters, and I'm going to move them. If you like them, they're kind of twisted, kind of cool. But uh, So, yeah, so I'll see you guys at one of those dates. I just got done with the litter box project. Um, Once a week now, here at the house, I have a litter box project. I have three large litter boxes, two old cats with uh, kidneys weakening. So the turnover is pretty fast. But I've been using the pine, just those pine pellets, the pine litter, straight up compressed pine pellets, because I've decided that's healthier. I've decided that if you change your litter every week and you use the pine with no scent, that it's natural, it's better for them on all levels, better for the fucking floor, but that means every week I got to dump three massive fucking litter boxes and do a litter box project. But that wasn't the only cat-related issue today. I had Monkey on that fucking medicine for the uh, hyperthyroid, and I didn't realize, because I'm an idiot and I don't listen and I don't quite take in stuff, that uh, that's sort of a lifetime thing if it works. And you kind of fuck with the dosage to keep them level, because basically the hyperthyroid trip is that there's some sort of benign tumor in there that's causing more thyroid to be created and you take the pills and it takes down the thyroid production. But uh, I don't know, you guys. I drove Monkey over there, 
fucking 15 years old, 15 and a half years old. I'm going to get him the radioactive iodine. I'm going to go fucking do it when I get back from the tour. I'm going to go down to the west side. One guy does it. He's legit. He's on the level. I'm going to radiate my fucking cat and get rid of that goddamn thing for good. I don't know how much time he's got left, but fuck it. It's not a money thing, so what am I waiting for? If the prognosis is good, I'll go get him uh, zapped or radiated or whatever they do and put an end to this and no pills and maybe I'll get a couple more good years out of him and I'll put on some fucking weight. So that took up the morning. It's very traumatic. And then sitting over there with all the other sick animals, man, and I'm talking about the people. Pow! Wow, man, everything's becoming sort of hazy, kind of a blur. I don't even know what I've been doing for the last few days. I don't know if my, I don't, I, you know, I, I get home and I regroup, how to deal with the cat. I've been watching some TV. I've been watching uh, Succession. That finale of Succession was very satisfying. I don't know why, I, I, th- that show, I, I got to talk to some of those people. They're really fucking blowing my mind. And this isn't, it's not even a paid ad. This isn't an ad. This is just me engaging. I watched the fucking finale of Succession twice. It's just there's something about the language and the emotional kind of uh, horror show that it is. It's a very specific tone of language that they're using. I'm not sure what it is. I get, it's some sort of take on Shakespeare or something. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I do enjoy it. And the Culkin kid's doing good. And the guy who plays Kendall, everyone's so fucking good in that show. I like uh, watching satisfying shows. I've been watching more TV lately. I've been letting myself watch TV. I've been playing some guitar. Uh, I've been eating, cooking, uh, just trying to take care of myself. I thought I was coming down with something. I don't know if I'm coming down with something. Whatever it is, I hope it don't come down on me until after, after the special taping. Moving towards the special taping. Everybody all right? Oh, so when I talk to Woody... I guess I should bring this up because, like, you know, I know it's out there and people know about his dad who was a convicted murderer. And, you know, Woody had somewhat of a relationship with him. But I didn't know if I was going to get into it and, you know, what he would say about it or how comfortable he was about it. But I did sort of ask him about it without telling you what was up. His dad was in prison for murder. And uh, and I didn't, I didn't get much backstory, but I did bring it up. And I just wanted to let you know. You know, that was what that's the backstory on it, because I guess I was nervous about bringing it up and I didn't sort of set it up properly and we didn't stay on it very long. It caused sort of a tense moment. But that was what was going on with that. But aside from that, I think we had a nice chat and uh, Zombieland Double Tap. It opens uh, tomorrow, Friday, October 18th. This is me talking to Woody. You live in Hawaii. Yeah. That must be uh, fucking great. Oh, it's so fucking great. <laughs> I love it. I, the people are extraordinary, and of course, it's, well, it's the most beautiful place I've ever lived. Which island is it? Maui. And you've been there a while? Yeah, since uh, 98. Because I, I go down there to, um, I've only been to Kauai. And I, I've been there like three or four times with three different women at different points in my life. 
<laughs> you can mark them all. I can't. This. I can't buy that. Well, that was when it was good, and then it got bad. I remember that trip was right before it got bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so pretty there. But there doesn't seem to be a lot to like. You but, can't really live there. But while you were there, yeah. were you having a loving romantic time, or did oh, things yeah. start to just? Uh, well. No, the trips were okay. I, the, the last trip I was I went on was literally it was literally like the month that uh, we planned it in January, and it was the month that Trump took office. So I was you know panicking for eleven days uh, right. in, in Kauai. I was I was it was up against the beautiful backdrop of Kauai. I was like, what is what's he do? What is this fascist theater? What's with the signing <laughs> stuff? What's Bannon gonna do? When are, are Jews safe? <laughs> that's, that's always it always comes down to that question for me. It, so that ruined it that, that time. That's yeah, I could see how that would put a damper. And what do you do? Like, like okay, so you shot this. I don't even know when you shot to Zombie Land Double Tap, or, but you seem to always be working. So what do you, you huh. just? What do you take like three months and just hang out? Yeah, in, well, in Hawaii. Uh, How does it work? Oh, you mean the way we the way we did that? The way you live your life, though, like you, you know, it just it seems like you're away. Do you have a place here too? Uh, yeah, I have a place yeah. here, but I I'm not here very much. I'm mostly in, uh, you know, well, I'm mostly working or, yeah. or back home, right? You know, yeah, I, yeah. I pass through here on the way, but uh, yeah, I you know, like that one I went, I think it was a couple, two and a half months in uh, oh, Atlanta. Bad. Yeah. You know, a lot of, lot of stuff filming in Atlanta. Yeah. And then just go do it, knock it out, go back home, just hang knock, out. knock it right out, nothing to it. <laughs> then, uh, do yeah. the zombie jokes and uh, go home. <laughs> Wear the hat. I'm done. <laughs> That's it. Uh, no, but this one pretty special just because, you know, this movie, probably more than any movie I've done, yeah. has, I mean, a very uh, uh, vibrant, shall we say, uh, passionate fan base. Like, they yeah. really have yeah. a thing about this, uh, this yeah. film, the first, right. the first one. And uh, so, there was, for, because the first one was a success, uh, you know, they wanted to do another one, and for years, they kept trying with different yeah. scripts right. and different uh iterations of it and it just never was never right right and so finally they were they were getting m mad at me because i was i was the one just saying uh yeah this is a page one rewrite <laughs> you know they, they weren't so they said how do you determine well, that you know what is it you well just yeah. how do you determine you just read it and you can tell but i uh I was just like, you got to get the original guys back, Rhett and Paul, who had yeah. gone off and written Deadpool 1 oh, and 2. And right. Now- uh, To get the humor element much balanced. More, and, well, they just understood these characters. Yeah. So, so those were the guys who really cracked it and made it. And and there was still plenty of work after their first script, and they did a ton of work on it. And, and, uh, and it's just also a very cool collaborative thing when you get on set uh, with uh, Ruben, who's our director, our fearless leader. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a great experience. So it's fun. Super fun people. Yeah. And, and we're making each other laugh. We're trying shit all the time. Sometimes you can't even get through a take because you're laughing so hard at the yeah. other, you know. The right, other, sure, yeah. Something someone else Well, it's funny, doing. though, like you have this, now, so people know you, there's a whole generation of people that know you from these movies. 
Like that, you're right. that's you're you're Woody from those movies to them. That's all. That's yeah. the depth of their experience with you, probably in one way or another. Well, maybe. Yeah, and it's just weird because like you somehow because there was like probably a good decade or two where you were Woody from Cheers. Like you know, there was yeah. a whole generation of people. That's how that's how no, they identified. I had you. done other things too, Mark. No, I know that. Okay, I did. I just. But you're right. I mean, uh, Cheers, of course. I'm making a point. I'm making the point is you transcended, you know, fairly quickly the sort of trap of only being TV famous. Well, it might have seemed quickly to you, Mark, but (laughs) I cannot tell you it was six years I couldn't get arrested on in any other capacity other than Cheers. So I was worried that I was, you know, a good part, but I thought maybe I'll always just be Be that guy. from Cheers. It happens. Which, not so bad, but yeah, I was thinking I could do more. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, thought maybe more. Yeah, sure. Well, that <laughs> mean, the, the, the problem is, is like you're Woody from Cheers you know, years after Cheers is over. That's the big fear. It's like, you know, you got the good gig for six years, but the big fear is like 10 years after, like, there he is. What have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I still get that sometimes. Someone will be like, uh, man, wh- why haven't you done anything lately? I said, well, I've done a lot, so I'm doing my part. you got to do your part and watch it. <laughs> Step but, up. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, I will say that uh, toward the toward as Cheers was coming to an end, yeah. so I was on an eight season, so that was the 11th season. But right in that wow. window, the 10th or 11th season, uh, one of the execs from uh, Paramount took me to lunch and said, we've got an idea. Yeah. You'll take over the bar because right. Teddy's leaving. Right. And you'll take over. And you. I said, <laughs> this, this is at the very beginning of the meal. Right. I said to him, there's no show without Ted dancing, I promise you. <laughs> And uh, and then we had to sit through the rest of the meal where I've already kind of said no to this offer. Uh, but it wasn't like a Frasier thing. You know, right, that, right. That's a different thing. Right, like, right. That's a whole different world. But to right. be they in you, that bar and be- Without Ted? No, Woody's bar? That, right. That wouldn't have been. They were asking you to sort of like, yeah, you, this might kill the show. We just want you to be there when it dies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> was, to, yeah. And so you you just said no. Yeah, absolutely not. That, <laughs> well, that was the best thing you ever well, did, who right? Knows, who knows? It probably, awkward lunch that after could that. could have been a... Yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> it's a, are you getting a dessert? No. No. Uh, do you still want to eat? <laughs> but where'd you... Uh, I grew up in New Mexico. You, you're a Southwest guy. Or you're a Texas guy, right? Yeah. 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 The, the whole childhood, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, well, until I was 12, then we moved to Ohio. But I, I was... In fact, I'm thinking lately about moving back to Texas. Yeah? Yeah. Nostalgia or to help? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I don't know. I love it there. I, I love great people. You know, there's some people there you don't want to talk politics with. No. But... Uh, Oh, no, generally I, incredible i mean you've yeah I'm i sure think that's true time yeah wonderful I, I always find that you, you know i was surprised i was just there i did houston dallas austin did shows and yeah i mean you know there's uh, there's political problems everywhere and there's people with certain points of view but you know but you know texans are their own thing and you know they're they're they are good people and in the state i really think they live in their own country and i think that gives them a sort of disposition that, well that is true i think a lot of texans look at it as a separate country 
too. Uh, yeah, uh, on both sides. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's big. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, what, yeah. what, how do you? Get, how often can you get out? You know what I mean? Where do you live there? Where did you live though when you grew up? Well, I grew up in uh, Houston. Oh yeah. Uh, I was born in Midland, but grew up in Houston. Yeah. So you. So you really like? Do you come from cowboys? No, we were more in a suburb oh, yeah. of uh, yeah, yeah. So no, still nothing. city, yeah. but uh, but but yeah. maybe wore boots. No boots. <laughs> no boots. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, they call them kickers. I guess yeah. is that what they. But what's, what do you think's driving you back there? Just because you, you, I mean, you live in Hawaii, man. I mean, that's sort of a, a weird kind of like you know. But this nice, well, but Texas. You I, know. I love Hawaii too. I, I love Austin. I just love. Oh, okay. I love that city. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I still come hang out in Hawaii too. But yeah, you've got a good life, it's, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I I still am shocked. Constantly. And do you have Do you have brothers and sisters? I have two brothers. Older. Uh, older and younger. I'm in the middle. They still around? Yeah. Yeah? Everybody yeah. get along? Oh, we get along great. In fact, we all went, my younger brother is uh, 56, name's Brett. Yeah. And Brett decided to get back into go-karting after- At 56. At 56. And, uh, you know, that is one rigorous sport. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's you're talking about the little motorized cars, right? Yeah, but okay. I mean they can go up to 150 miles an hour. There's no roll cage, nothing. If you right. wipe out, it's a disaster. You yeah. know they're real low to the yeah. ground. Yeah, you, you've seen them, sure. And uh, and and so he's gotten back in. Now he's the national champion, 46 and over, or 45 and over. Uh, he's he's a real. He's just an athlete, overall athlete. Yeah. Just an amazing guy. My older brother uh, it's lives, it's lives a, in Texas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It, he wants to move to Austin, too. Right now, he's living up there in the Midland, Odessa area. I don't know that area at all. Yeah, me neither. Is it? Yeah. So you, I haven't seen it since I was three. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's the weird thing about Texas. If you drive through it, you're sort of like, I guess this used to be a town. <laughs> you just have these moments where yeah. like, there's just miles of like, what the fuck are these people doing out here? Yeah, it's it it's is kind of rough. Huge, yeah, endless. So Ohio. So when yeah. did you start? Where did you, when did you start getting interested in doing the uh, acting? Was that a college thing? Or? Uh, no, I was in high school and uh, I was in the library, and it was right around Christmas break. Yeah. So there was kind of a festive vibe anyway. In right, there. but. You know, it was packed, mm. and uh, some of my buddies from the football team said, Woody, do your Elvis. Yeah. And I said, I can't I can't do my Elvis in here. There's too many people. And they uh -huh. said, oh, come on. Just do it. You could do it quiet. I said, yeah. I can't do it quiet. Well, anyway, they're like, just do it, you know? And I'm like, well, you know. Oh, well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. My friends say he might. Wild as a bum in love. I'm all shook up. Mm -hmm. Right? Start yeah. singing it kind of. still got it. Kind of light. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, light at first, you yeah. know, and then singing louder. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then people start clapping and gathering around in a circle around me. Yeah. And it was incredible. Like that suddenly the whole library, by the time I got through with the song, was gathered around, all clapping along. Yeah. I jump up on the table at, and started dancing, which I don't dance yeah. to this day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I did it. And uh, then I'd beat so it scares me to death, you know, finish, yeah. the, finish the thing. 
And they all clap, and this gal comes up, Robin Rogers, and she was uh, this lovely gal in the school who dated the best athlete and had never talked to me before. But anyway, she said, Woody, uh, you know, I'm vice president of the drama club, and I think you ought to come try out for theater. And I said, well, I absolutely will do that, Robin, absolutely. (laughs) And... And, I mean, you know, really it was in my pursuit of Robin that I became (laughs) an actor. And then later she and I did date up until uh, sometime during my freshman year in college. She came and visited me, and I still had, like, two papers to write, and she got really mad at me. That was it? I haven't seen her since then. Hmm. But Chose schoolwork over Robin. I didn't choose. I just, maybe it was uh, having procrastinated that schoolwork. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. So uh, so that was it. That was the beginning of it. And But you didn't do it in college, or you did? I did. You did uh, act? Then I, then I went to Hanover College in Hanover, Indiana, and I uh, there was a uh, the guy who ran the theater there named Doc Evans was an incredible, uh, you know, director yeah. of, of theater and really knowledgeable about theater. And I learned a lot from him, and I did, during college, I did almost, Maybe 26 plays during college. Really? Yeah, including, like, some semesters I'd do, like, two one-acts. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were in it. More than, yeah. What kind of college was that? What's Hanover? Is that a good, was that a smaller liberal arts school? Well, at the time, liberal arts, but at the time it was Presbyterian. I I was there on a Presbyterian scholarship. How how do they judge religious scholarships? (laughs) How Uh, much do you believe? Uh well yeah right no at the time I was quite religious and I uh, I you know was involved in the church and in, t- in we had Ohio Bible Bible studies at my house and I mean really? I was uh, I was one of the you know you ran the Bible studies well no the uh, assistant minister would oh. run them but he we do it at my house. So you were really and, uh, in it, huh? Because I, yeah. I, I think about that stuff a lot now as I get older. Not that like I wasn't brought up with any God, and you know, the, the wheels would really have to come off for me to find one at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, it would have to be a dire yeah, situation. Yeah, really, well, I'm the I, I'm I'm not uh, wouldn't call myself Christian anymore. I would I don't know it. I guess philosophically closer to buddhism but right but i kind of like the hindu gods i'm I'm, you know what i am i'm a mixture of sure i'm a hindu farian yeah i right? get it yeah. Yeah, get, yeah i get a lot more yeah uh holidays do, but do you think <laughs> every day is a holiday <laughs> <laughs> in hawaii but uh do you find that like there was there a point where you know you believed hard and then it started to drift I mean, like, do you, and, but you still feel like you have that need. Like, I'm not sure I have that need. Some people are like, you know, I really want to find God. I'm like, yeah, it sounds, seems like a lot of work. <laughs> um, I don't, I, I, you know what? I, I don't look at it that way, but I do. I feel like, uh, I, I know that meditation yeah. is probably the most important thing you can do to uh, achieve oneness with God and I'm not saying that I'm meditating regularly I haven't achieved any kind of oneness <laughs> yeah but you, 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 you you've heard it's but, a good uh, yeah I mean yeah I think the in fact I stopped believing in God I, I went from agnostic to just I don't be, I, I, I don't know what I was yeah. I just couldn't when did that happen uh, that was well, well the thing that led to it was I took a lot of theology classes in college. At Hanover, yeah. Yeah, because I was actually, 
it, it, you know, the, there were people trying to get me to become a minister. Oh, and really? And I was considering it. I Who were those people? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, the someone from my church. Oh, you know, the, they knew you had charisma? The minister. They from, knew you could hold the audience? They're uh, like, we need well, this I did, guy. I did a, a, uh, a sermon when I was 17, and then I did another one when I was at uh, Hanover College. And in fact, this is kind of bizarre, but Mike Pence was two years older at the same school at, at Hanover, and he uh, he was the guy who kind of, uh, you know, yeah. led me through it. Oh, really? Uh, he yeah. mentored you through your sermon? Mentored me through it, Mike yes. Pence did. The Mike Pence. frightening bright vice president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was he frightening then? No, not at all. Uh, Just a guy? Uh, I, I, we weren't buddies or anything, right. but... Uh, you know, he was very religious. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he was. So that's. And he was the guy who kind of headed that. It was kind of, I don't know, like for students. Oh, huh. Wanting right, to do right. religious things. Right. The really Christian club. Very Christian club. Right. There. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, the more I studied theology, the more I realized how man made the Bible was, you know. Sure. And it was, it, it became very obvious. Uh, that was and this... especially if you compare like the. Like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you you find that, um, you know, like the last one that was written was yeah. John, which right. was maybe 80 years after the death of Christ. Yeah. Like, I think Luke maybe was like 20 years. I don't yeah. remember. This has been a long time since I studied this stuff. But, uh, but you find out that probably Luke is the one with the most relevance toward the other uh, validity with if you compare it to yeah. the other chapters. Right. And then John is a little more, I, I am the way, the right. truth, and the light. Now, I, I, I stopped believing for a long time ago that Jesus was the Son of God. Yeah. I, I, think, I thought he was just an extremely evolved uh, you know, person. I, right. I believe he, sure. I, I think he lived, yeah. and I, I think he had tremendous influence, obviously, but uh, I didn't think... I didn't think him saying I'm the son of the God. He, he I think he meant we're all children of sure, God. Sure, sure. And we all, and he said, uh, you know, like the miracles I do, you can do also. So right. I, I always felt like uh, it, there was something not quite right about declaring him <laughs> yeah, God. Right. And you had a problem with these guys who were like, hey, I wonder if I can still make a little something off this Jesus story. I know he's been dead a while, <laughs> but I knew a guy that knew him and. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, you get, so that's what sort of tipped you to the fact that this was a male, a, 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 a construction of humans. Is that those books were written so long after he died, there had to be a little bit of hucksterism involved. Well, also there was mm -hmm. a lot of influence by the what the the Nicene Council of the early church, yeah, you know, where they right, would sure. they they uh, they'd say, for example, it was the way it was originally written. There was one angel outside the tomb when Jesus rose. Yeah. But in Jewish law at the time, it ha you had to have two witnesses for a thing to be a valid legal, you know, <laughs> <laughs> occurrence, so they change it to two. You know, these are even if they're are, angels. These, they, the, yeah, they, even if they're angels, but it's got to be two. I, but I'm saying the the when they're discussing this stuff in the yeah. Nicene, they're 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 slightly manipulating things to make it a little more kosher, you know? Sure, of course. Right, so right, right. So that, when I started to understand, oh, it's not exactly every literal word that came from the mouth of God in John when you, or Mark. When you realized it wasn't journalism, that, that Bible right. was 
it, it wasn't God journalism. Yeah, right. Right. It, it was more, you know. Anyway, people constructing this story. All right. So you, so you, but you never lost the desire to have faith in something. Yeah, you just that's true. moved it around. Well, I did because at the time that all this transpired toward the end of my college yeah. career, and as I moved to New York City, it was more convenient to, for the, my religion to be hedonism. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how things work out. Yeah, the, the ease that you just eased into another sort of uh, more exciting belief system. Tried to make up for lost time. Could you imagine that though, Woody? If you'd like just been closer to Pence, you know, and and you know, gone that way, wh- where you'd be now? Oh, like gone into politics or, or something? B- politics or just more Jesus? Or, or oh, yeah, got, yeah I mean, gone like, to uh, yeah, become a yeah minister. I'd probably have be a minister of a wonderful flock in uh, sure in Hawaii, or wherever, <laughs> and Montana. you would have uh, somehow oh, worked Hawaii, great. <laughs> worked weed into it somehow. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the Rastafari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a weird hybrid of Presbyterian Rastafarian. Yeah, it'd be good <laughs> and vegan. Everybody be so you're just yeah. going to reinvent a hippie commune well, and be a cult leader. It's not a bad idea. You, you know, can do it. Do it. Just have my own church. Yeah, and, just uh, why don't you just pull in the uh, the Zombieland fans? Yeah, <laughs> if you could mix the zombies and the herb and yeah i mean i tell you it all makes sense yeah it's going so you go to new york from indiana to pursue acting well we went down to houston to work construction for me and my buddy clint so the reason clint. i ended up going to new york because my houston. B- best buddy in yeah. college clint allen he auditioned for juilliard and he told me before he auditioned if i get it will you you know yeah will you come to new york be my roommate yeah and then uh, we had another roommate, Rob, and uh, so the three of us ended up living on 51st Street there uh, between uh, He got and into Juilliard, that he guy. Got in, he got into Did Juilliard. Did he make it through? Because I had a slow plan. Yeah, no, he went two years, and then he did a Broadway play for like a year and a half, so he kind of exited. Is he still in but, the game? And no, now he lives in Minnesota, and he got completely out of the game to go and raise his kids because yeah. uh, his wife at the time was from Minnesota. And I got to say, uh, I look at his life kind of admiringly, you know? Oh, dude, when you like, see people that get out of the- It's pretty it, great, his life. When you, know? when you see people get out of uh, this fucking delusionary business with some grace, it's it's like, it, there was a time where I think when you're younger, you're like, I uh, couldn't hack it, but now you're like- it must be great <laughs> you got out <laughs> and you live a normal life. Look at you. I, I know. I, I, and, and, you know, but I mean, I have, I love my life. No, of course. I, 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 I know what you're it. saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I also look at his and I say, well, geez, that it's at least equally great. Of course. You know, like I might yeah. get to meet lots of people that people would want to meet. Sure. But in terms of just a day-to-day great life with friends. Yeah. That's pretty groovy. Yeah, because a lot of times you know, we get to meet all these people, but you know, it doesn't mean we're necessarily hanging out all the time. <laughs> right. You know, we meet cool right. people, but you're like, okay, that was good. I met that guy, and now I'm going to go back home. I mean, there's a lot of people going to be very envious I got to meet you. Oh, so. I, I, I think that goes both ways. That's very nice <laughs> of you to say. It's true, man. You're great, dude. I love what you do, and I love your passion and your conviction and the things you care about and uh, <sighs> the way you just speak your mind. It's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful, little... dude. Thank you, man. It, it's, you know, it's a weird thing to, uh, to, to feel compelled to do that. You know, to ha- There was a, a moment, where, you know, especially now, where you're sort of like, we kind of have to. 
We yeah. kind of have, you know, we don't know yeah. what's going to happen. But if we don't do it, you want to be one of those people? At least, like, you spoke up for fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, it, you definitely do. You always have. It, it's like that thing where Papillon says, uh, 30 years from now, when your grandson's on your knee and he asks you, what did you do in the Great World War II, you won't have to say, well, I shoveled shit in Louisiana. <laughs> So that was from it, and it's him, yeah, Patton? and it's yeah, him yeah. giving a speech to these uh, and George C. Scott, uh, bunch, yeah, George C. Scott, yeah. and and but the point is, we don't want to have to say, you know, when there's not a tree left and there's no such thing as snow and and yeah. it's just fucking blazing hot at yeah. all times, and, yeah, and we're just dying yeah. off, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's uh, Wait, we don't want to say we didn't do anything. Right, at the very least, right? You want to be like, we tried. You know, we we did what we could. <laughs> well, it's like this girl here, Greta. Yeah. You know, like I honestly, I'm pointing to my shirt. I have her picture on my shirt. Like I, I feel like Greta Thunberg is probably. I used to say to myself, who's going to save us? Who's yeah. going to come and be the modern Martin Luther King and going to really just change things? Yeah. And turns out to be a 16-year-old girl with Asperger's from Sweden. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this this girl is really making a difference. So, uh, you know, I like to think we it won't be, we, we aren't all just lemon, lemmings, you know, yeah. heading toward the sea to yeah. jump off the cliff, but yeah. it, it feels that way. Yeah. But I, f I think maybe we'll make a, hopefully, hopefully. a gradual U-turn. Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I do hope so. Uh, you, you know, there, there, it's weird that what I struggle with, not even on my, in my stage show right now, is that, is that in order to make the U-turn, or, or at least in order to, to sort of have a sensibility, a, a, a a logical response to it is we have to accept where we're at now in a way like and see it at the very least you know instead of like you know, just sort of like just entertaining ourselves or being distracted and being like you know trying to put it it's real what is happening is real yeah so that's the hardest thing i think for most people is to sort of prioritize as opposed to just sort of like i don't know is that is that important i can't think about that right now i have to go to yoga y you know like <laughs> the world is ending yeah but yoga's good yeah okay they can coexist but we have to do something about the other thing well but i totally get that as well because uh, how many times i've just been like so over my my mind is so overstimulated yeah. and so freaked out by yeah. everything that's going on i'm yeah. like i just got it smoke of a course, fatty of course and just yeah. forget about this yeah for no i get that i so get that i get that attitude but i but you know i look at like you know this girl greta yeah spent like a year i heard just like so overwhelmed once she knew the information it, it's like we all got to get kind of yeah sick with the information before we can yeah. you know or something really catastrophic has to happen. That's always my fear. Well, that it's already happening. Be, uh, yeah. yeah, but it's you know, too slow. I I, I uh, watched this documentary last night, oh. which I I actually narrated. But it's uh, which one? It's extraordinary. It's called "Kiss the Ground." Yeah, and Josh and Rebecca Tickle uh, directed it. Mm. But it is uh, it talks about the relationship of the soil to. Uh, global warming because uh, this the soil yeah. it, it, the fact that there's so much desertification yeah. in our world like a third of the world yeah. is we've turned it to desert just these incredible uh practices of the way we kill the soil yeah, yeah. Right. and all of the pesticides yeah. and everything are mm -hmm. just so destructive to where we 
denature the soil. Yeah. And we kill all the microbes and things like that. It, it, this this documentary is fucking great, man. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. You know, I, I just did the. Yeah. But I, you know, I went and saw it last That's night. That's how you learned? It's extraordinary. By do, I, I, I learned being, a lot. By narrating the documentary, you <laughs> <Yeah>. learned. <laughs> and that was my education. But watching it was my education. Uh, those things are so, it so, is. It's amazing. It's devastating, and, though, and right? It, it's devastating, but there is there is a way out you know but yeah. we but the farming practices have got to radically shift right and if they don't shift then we're going to make you know two-thirds of this earth into desert yeah and it's not that far away so yeah uh, see, that's a, that's the that's the tagline that keeps people from watching things right <laughs> they don't want to get it's so funny out. like whenever you hear that like i watched a documentary last night it, there's a 98 percent chance that the rest of that is going to be a kind of a bummer <laughs> that, well, whatever no, big sense. I mean, yeah. honestly, even when I told you I'd watch a documentary, I saw your lids just get a little heavy. Oh, God damn. No, yeah, just, well, I watch documentaries, but some of them are just sort of like there's a certain ilk of documentary where it's like, I know I need to know that, but man, I'm a little sad already. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, luckily, this one doesn't really. A little hope. Make there's a little dash sad. of hope. Yeah, there's there's a dash of hope, and it's gonna change. It's it's gotta change. I'm with you. I yeah. I, 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 I I'm it, optimistic right now. With you, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. So let's go through some of this stuff because I want to know about like. Uh, so you're in New York. You did you you did theater in in high school, but did you train more? Yeah. Well, I so I did theater all through college, and uh, I and I also took acting classes. It was really doing those plays that I think really helped me to where yeah. I did get an opportunity in New York. Yeah. Which, you know, so I was in New York uh, 14 months before I got a job, which doesn't seem like long and yeah. it isn't long in the scheme of things, but I got to say, I was at my wit's end. I mean, I was pretty much done. I couldn't keep a job. I had uh, like, I don't know, 17 jobs in a year. Really? I, we just like mostly around restaurants. Yeah, Runner, sure. yeah. uh, busboy, sometimes waiter. Well, I, you, well, could you couldn't keep one because you were angry or because you you just was like no, Fuck I this, just or? I just wasn't good at this stuff. It just <laughs> wasn't my cup of tea. They'd come over to me and they'd say someone threw up over on uh, table four. Okay, go clean that up. I'd be like, you go clean that up. I'm going to clean that up. You know, and I'd get fired. There's and a, a limit to what you would do. Yeah, there was a lot of. Uh, you know, eventually I decided I had a fight, a bad fight, and uh, fist fight. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I you know I had a lot of fights, especially in New York, because someone just looks at you weird. I had that one time where I was just walking down the street, one guy looks at me strange. I look at him, you know, like yeah. why is you looking at me like that? The next thing you know, we're fighting. Yeah, and I mean, literally, not even no words. Huh. <laughs> just <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Uh, and so, but that was at a time when I was more uh, truculent, I guess you'd say. But, uh, but I, but a lot I of did, fist fights. I had, I've had, I don't know, hundred in my life. Really? Probably. Yeah. And you're just uh, prone to it? No, I. There was a time where I did used to enjoy it. I oh. used to enjoy fighting. Just sort I don't of like know why. You, know, you got a problem? Were you that guy? Uh, when I was, I was the guy who would, and when I'd see someone bullying someone else, yeah, 
Yeah, I'd go after that guy. Oh yeah, you know, like I don't know You're why. You're like a superhero. I just, I just had it in. Uh, yeah, I think I had it in my mind that I was yeah. just some noble, but no, there was nothing noble about it, and it was terrible. Did and, you ever uh, get busted? What do you mean? Like put in jail for fighting? Uh, <laughs> no, not really. Okay. No. Well, I'm just talking uh, close one close. night. <laughs> yeah, that kind of there were times where there was a lot of you know <laughs> yeah. discussion with cops, but uh, and there are times where my friends went to jail. But, right, uh, you I, managed I to somehow manage yeah. But anyway, so I, the, I, it's the acting. That's where the acting comes in handy when you're talking <laughs> yes. to cops. That's when you realize. <laughs> but uh, so I was so I'd given up and I had this bad fight and in the fight I lost my check. My check was $137. That's how much I made in a week. Yeah. And I was at the time I was a short order cook this place called Pershing's in the Upper West Side yeah. on Columbus Avenue yeah. in the low 70s. And uh, I like that job. And I would just yeah, I'd just throw on a burger, yeah. eggs, you know, yeah. nothing hard. Right. And then yeah. uh uh, but anyway, so I lost this job. I, then I lost that money, and I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going home. I give up. I can't do it anymore. And then, and I had managed to, to luckily get this great agent. And uh, so she said, Marsha Bonin. And yeah. she said, well, let me send you on one more audition. And I said, okay, you know, and it's for. Uh, Neil Simon play Biloxi Blues, but it's for the understudy. The parts are all cast. Yeah. And I said, okay, but I'm leaving. I got my, I already had my date set. To go back to Texas? To go back, no. Ohio? To Ohio. Yeah. To uh, Lebanon, Ohio. Anyway, so I got the ticket and everything, and uh, I went on the audition, and, uh, you know, then I got a call to come back. For, for a callback, yeah. which I went to the callback, and I was leaving two days hence. Yeah. And I go to the callback. So the lucky thing was the audition before Neil Simon just happened to be sitting back in the back of the theater, yeah. un unbeknownst to me. So that's how I got into the callback. And then in the callback, boom, they hired me. And I mean, I was elated. I, I didn't need to be the guy on stage. I was happy to be the understudy. Yeah. And uh, so luckily been working since then. that kept you in the game the, that that i stayed well actually uh i stayed in new york and then uh we went to la to uh at the almondson so that won the tony 1985 yeah and did you ever get right? to go on and i so six months into it i ended up getting a uh hiatus basically to go do this movie. Yeah. So I didn't go on during that six months, uh, but I went to do this Goldie Hawn movie called, uh, uh, oh shit. Wildcats? Wildcats, yeah. that's it, Wildcats. So uh, I was going to do, I hope Goldie's not listening to this. But then I, so I did Wildcats and I was gonna go back and, and be on, you know, yeah. uh, get well, to be on Broadway because yeah. they fired the two guys I was understudying yeah. for horsing around yeah. on stage with Matthew Broderick, who they didn't fire, and uh, so uh, they they were waiting for me to get back. And then it was like I run into this friend of mine, or he'd gone to my college, named Leo Jeter. Yeah, and Leo was a uh, uh, real good actor, and he said, "Hey, you know, they're auditioning for this." Uh, the show Cheers, yeah. they, they got a part, and the part's name Woody. 
And he's from Indiana, which is where we'd gone to college. And he said, you ought to go try out for it. I said, ah, I don't really want to do, you know. TV. TV. Uh, uh, I'm purist. <laughs> Theater. <laughs> so, of course, then I watched it and I, whoa, this is a quality show. So I went in and, uh, and anyway, I got that was lucky. it. Got real lucky on that too. You loved working with all those people. Yeah, and that because like the the thing about like loved working with them. Yeah, I've interviewed Ted. He's a he's a great guy. Incredible guy. Really sweet guy. Yeah. Fun guy. You know. So let me ask you just a question, just from past news, and then I want to talk about some of the movies because like you sort of evolved into like you're a great actor. You're you know I always like Thank seeing you, you. and uh, you know I, I love some of the fucking movies that you you, you did, and like there were certain. Really, kind of uh, like I just I watched that one. What did I watch recently? I watched the one with Kevin Costner, and I, you know, you were great in that. The True Detective was great. I mean, you're always very you. good, and that you you. Kn- you know how to do it and go deep and show up, and it's amazing. <laughs> Thanks, so, man. In, like, but in looking at some of the other stuff in your story, how did you like? Was because you sort of evolved into this, you know, environmentalist, and you do, you know, you're politically active, and you, you know, uh, uh, you're outspoken, and you take action. And you know how did this all evolve? Like, the, how did like how did your father's situation play into it? Like, in terms of how you integrated that into your own life? Does that well, make sense? My father did the one thing he'd always uh, try to stress with me is keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. So I tried not to close my mind. I yeah. still pretty much keep it open. Yeah. So that was it. I think that was helpful. Yeah. But like you know, his situation was that hard to grow up with? Obviously, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you it, it would be nice to be able to hug your father as opposed to talk to him on a telephone through yeah. know, glass. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So he was in jail your whole life, pretty much. From uh, when I was seven on, yeah, he. Uh, he was out for a little while my senior year in high school. Yeah. So I got to see him, he, but he was only out like a year and then went back. Yeah, and yeah. And never came out again. Did you, uh, like, do you, do you sort of, I, I guess I'm just sort of, because you play a lot of kind of like morally dubious roles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? true. And, you know, there, there are just times where I wonder how much a personal life, like assessing, you, you know, sort of, you know, what you come from and, and how, because, I mean, your father was in jail for a real reason. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't set up or anything, right? Well, I'd say there were some questionable uh, uh, things that the government did, mm-hmm. but uh, eh, you don't want to go against the government. You don't tend to win. Is that I, what happened? I've, I've yeah. had uh, several things where I'm, you know, going against the government. And you feel the... Pay a lot of money to lawyers, and you just do not ever win. Really? Uh, uh, Including with my dad. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, it was, uh, you know, it was just, my, you know, it's not something where you think, oh, my God, woe is me. Right. Terrible life. You know, I just, it was just the fact of my life, you know? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I guess there's, like, I wonder, you know, when you're creating stuff, like, you know, how much, because, like, when I, like, my dad's got mental and emotional problems, and they're they're somehow, they're in me a little bit, too, and when I have to do that kind of work, it's sort of right there. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I, I can, <laughs> you know, I don't have to go too far to find it. I'm not happy about that, but but it's there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So when you start doing real kind of like like these roles there, especially like you know, natural born killers and shit, I mean, like, what do you got to tap to get to that place? Well, you know, that's interesting because this just happens to be the 25th anniversary of Natural Born Killers. And tonight at the Egyptian Theater, I'm going to watch it, which you're welcome to come. Oh, wow. If you want, I'll get you one or two tickets, whatever you want. Uh, and it'll be, we'll do a Q&A yeah. afterward with Oliver and Juliet. And, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, Don, that's wild. John Murphy. When was the last time you watched that thing? Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out, I think, 93. I haven't seen it since then. So that was when Cheers went off the air. Yeah. Was when... No, no, that, I'm totally wrong. That was when we shot it, right after Cheers went off the yeah. air. But then we start, I started on NBK. Yeah. Uh, what was coming out at that time was Indecent Proposal. That's right. right. So, so we finished that. So it probably came out the next year, like 94. Yeah. But, right, because 25 years. So... Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like um, I studied all of the freaking psychos. I studied them all. Yeah. And uh, I really eerily, grotesquely got into their skin a little bit. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like the person I was. I, yeah. You know, I did. I remember being at a, this is back when you could smoke inside a sure. restaurant and stuff. And I remember grabbing someone's cigar and freaking putting it out in this restaurant in Paris. And, yeah. I mean, my mindset was extremely uh, uh, volatile so at that time. We, is, in, in terms of the kind of work you do to get into into uh, demanding roles, do you always do that much research? I mean, do you really sort of try to, you know? No, I mean, I, I will say I've been lazy sometimes. I, I, I like to think I'll never be lazy again because mm -hmm. uh, I hate myself when I'm lazy and I don't do the kind of work. I, you, well, you know sure, how it sure. is. You yeah, want to yeah. well, deliver the best you can. But we're also getting old and it's nice to... <laughs> <laughs> nice to just skate. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. No, I, no, I, I honestly, uh, uh, you just search for sure. clues, I guess, right? So yeah, so you found yourself kind of in the mire, this sort of like uh, the mire of uh, the insanity, uh, uh, the psychopathic insanity. Yeah. How yeah. long did it take you to shake it? That took, man, that took a good, mm, yeah, close to a year, I would say. Yeah. Before yep. I felt, you know. I don't have that shadow in you. Well, the... I still got a little shadow. A little shadow. <laughs> yeah, it's always <laughs> you, it's always there. It's always going to be there. Now you just kind of keep it quiet, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. working with Oliver was that crazy? Um, it was wild, man. Oliver, you know, I'm going to see him tonight, so I got to be careful what I say. Who knows? He's probably got spies listening. <laughs> but uh, it. You know, he was actually great to work with. Yeah. I, I really feel like, I mean, it's pretty obvious he's, he's right. brilliant. Sure. But, but, you know, he'd do things like, uh, so we have this one scene that's outside of this pharmacy that's this wildly lit pharmacy. Yeah. And, and and there's this glass all the way in front of it. And so, the, you know, my character's supposed to, they, they've, Captured Mallory, played by Juliet Lewis, yeah. and so I'm kind of already 
pretty upset. But I have to run along the other side of these windows, and there's all these cop cars out front, and they just are firing at me. And so all of the windows, you know, get uh, destroyed. And, uh, you know, so it was a major reset. So, uh, you know, Oliver comes up, and this will take an hour and a half to reset. Don't fuck it up. Rolling! (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's my pep talk? Come on. Well, uh, (laughs) so he was wild to work with. But he, you know, quite brilliant and really also very... You know, uh, he liked other people's ideas if collaborative. they were good. And, yeah. yeah, very collaborative. And, and we tried all kinds of stuff. And, you know, Downey, just so oh, yeah. great, the shit he would come up with. And uh, Juliet was doing things that I I just thought, you know, when I watched it later, I was like, absolutely amazing. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just such great... Uh, and it was great and, acting, and it always felt like it's right. The whole movie just always felt like right on the edge of chaos. Like it was just yeah. Like, now yeah. I think wasn't even didn't even use Rodney Dangerfield. Did he use Rodney Dangerfield? And wasn't there like a movie within the where wasn't there like a sitcom within yeah. the? Wasn't that Rodney? Was it yeah, Rodney? Yeah, he he tried all kinds of that wild was a trip, stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like it's almost like it becomes a sitcom. Yeah, right. It's, and Rodney was Juliet's yeah, father, uh, uh, father, and. Uh, it's like satire elements, you know? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. satire. And that that section's pretty wild, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It shows back to when Mallory and Mickey first met. Um, but, you know, all of it was a satire, and really it was kind of it, pointing a finger at the media, saying the media creates these phenomenons, you know? Yeah, it, it, uh, that seems true, more and, true now than ever, yeah, really. And, and yeah, I mean, the, this this phenomenon of uh, our, our fear, I mean, our uh, president, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is a really wild one, man. It is a wild phenomenon. And, and you know, people it, think of him like, you know, someone just, you know, sometimes I play chess online but i don't know the person i'm playing they don't know me but they say i'm from america and you love chess they're asking me yeah "Yeah, love you play no okay and uh i'm not deep enough man and uh (laughs) it's it's not about depth it's just about you know entertaining oneself but you're good at it um i'm pretty good yeah good yeah would you you have Uh, to learn the it's sort of you learn patterns right you have to like there's patterns there's a series of moves uh, yeah, you can learn openings and things yeah. like that. But but the point I was going to make is yeah. that the guy was like, oh, so American, what do you think of Trump? He's yeah. an imbecile. Right. Well, so people have this uh, uh, a collective opinion, I'd say, abroad, right? Oh, sure. About yeah. Trump as right. an imbecile, as, right. as, as well as a lot of people here. I won't say my opinion. Yeah. But uh, I'll, say, I'll say this. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this. Trump, the reason you can't just discount him in spite of obviously his endurance, yeah, is the fact that he's doing everything that the big money people want. You want more fracking? Here's more fracking. Yeah. You want to drill off the? Yeah. You're there. You want to drill in everything. Alaska? You, yeah. you, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals? Yeah, let me help you. You know, he's helping all the big money people, and those are the people running the show. Right. So we think it's like 
you know, first of all, we're the only country, the only democratic country where the person who gets the most votes doesn't necessarily win. Yeah. Only one in the world. Yeah, and we, he's, a, like, he's accommodating big money, he's accommodating religious fanatics, and he's just keeping everyone else fighting and insane. Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair estimate. Divide yeah, and conquer, yeah. tribalize. You know, you know, yeah. but yeah, but the yeah. power of propaganda. Like, who knew the mind was so soft? I mean, there's a lot of people that are brain fucked, and they're not coming back. It's uh, fucking over, dude. It does seem that the mind, uh, is, particularly here in America, is very malleable. It, malleable uh, is the right word. It, but I, but anyway, I, I, so I worry that even if he again doesn't get the popular vote yeah the way they all this redistricting and you know like, gerrymandering let's put like yeah, uh, yeah. you know a million black votes in this district sure. so that only counts this much move or, it around you know whatever yeah. it is to make sure that they don't well not unlike the environment there's a lot of work that needs to be chipped away at after you know republicans have been diligently you know reworking districts and doing everything they can to undermine the system for 30 years yeah while we were sort of like you know a lot of us were Kind of doing yoga and enjoying it. Yeah, <laughs> eight years yeah, of Obama. You, you really have a thing against people who do yoga. I mean, oh my God, these people are just horrible. The way they don't pay attention. And you're doing yoga. It's, it's important. Uh, you know, I know it's important. Did you ever meet Trump? Did you like? Did you ever do functions with yeah, him? Yeah, no, something? I did. I had a, a dinner with him one time because, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Governor of uh, Minnesota. Uh, at one point, uh, wrestler uh, Ventura, to, uh, uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Jesse Ventura. Yeah. yeah, sorry, my brain. Obviously, too, someone dude. robbed my memory bank. It's um, going. It keeps getting worse, man. And so, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think I'm helping, but I. But so <laughs> Jesse Ventura, uh, he yeah. he called me and he says I'm coming to New York because I was there. Yeah, and I'm having dinner with Trump. He's yeah. going to try to convince me to be his vice presidential running right. on the Democratic ticket yeah, for yeah. the 2004 election. This is in 2002. Yeah. So I sat through that uh, dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was... You didn't say you, you realize the, the, you know, how a second can be fast yeah. or a second can just feel like forever. You know? <laughs> you realize the... It was a squirmy, squirmy second. Oh, my God. I was so... It just, you know, it, it's... He just... He, it's just that he just wants to talk about himself, and uh -huh. he does yeah. continually. And he's still like, I, you know, the things I read that he says, it's almost like a God complex. You know, it's a very. It's a sickness. Ooh. You know, there's a sickness to it. There's it, a pathological self centeredness that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's I, a real I, issue. But I've, like, I did Conan. He was on, I was on Conan O'Brien, and he was the other guest. And I just remember this was back in the 90s. You know, in New York, and you know, I was the second guest, and we were both in our dressing rooms. And Frank, the segment producer, goes, "You want to meet Trump?" And I was like, "Nah, nah." <laughs> like, like even then, I'm like, "I don't need to." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what was he like to... on the show? Do you remember? Were but you he, there he was, when like, he was he on? Was, he was one of the you know a, a reliable clown. You know, back then, for all of them, for Stern and Conan and all the shows in New York, they're like, get that weird kind of like like self-centered rich guy to come be his weird self. He was yeah. a clown. 
Yeah, I mean, I but I do think it's a dangerous thing to just paint him as a clown because Dude, he's not. really I, get, I know, he's I know. getting a lot done in yeah, in I the know. wrong I'm way. Not, uh, and I'm, I don't I'm, understand. I'm saying that's what he was. You no, know, no, what well, he I, is now. No, I get what you're saying, yeah. but I but I'm just saying like a, a lot of my friends yeah. look at him as this clown. Yeah. And, you got to take him seriously because he's yeah, it's happening, he's, man. he understands business and he's doing everything like we say he's a business guy working for bigger businessmen and he's doing everything and he they understands want. how so to work up morons into a fucking rabid you know frenzy. oh the uh the these speeches sometimes oh my come god come on man but let's say let's not get down too far down that <laughs> yeah, rabbit that's hole. A, let's get out of that rabbit anyway, hole. We started with the satire of the media causing like that that natural born killers goes. Uh, but okay, so I guess the other question is in terms of like just the, some of the more career stuff. So in order to do natural born killers, you submerge yourself into the insanity of of those who have came before you in the mm. psychopathic killing realm. Now, right. when you did when you work with Milos, yeah. So you actually had to you spent time with Larry Flint. He was oh, available. I spent a lot of time with him because and I, and I studied him and I read everything, everything he'd all of the little uh, things yeah. in front of the hustlers. He'd write a little. Yeah, uh, I forget just from the editor in chief. You know, yeah. like a and I and and put a lot of those little snippets from that into the script. Yeah. And, uh, well, did, know, that, did he, as a person, sort of influence the way you know you approach your life? Yes, he did. It, because he was so bold and so, he would do. He'd get arrested without thinking about it. You know, right. he was in, and I'd never. Well, I, I guess I'd been arrested prior to that, but I never thought to go do like. Then I went and climbed the Golden Gate Bridge and got arrested i knew i was going to get arrested or, or yeah. other other actions that i knew i was going to get arrested but i for, I, for but a I cause was more in yeah but i was more in the larry flint if i hadn't played that part i never would have done that i was disinclined to want to ever get uh, right so the, the the idea of of civil disobedience being important way to carry and convey a message at the risk of being arrested, that was just a minor liability to to making a statement that needed to be made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that you learned that from Larry directly. Yeah, learned that from Larry. Yeah. Uh, and I still I love Larry. I think he's an incredible guy. I don't know why he doesn't just sell off all that stuff and get be done with it. But uh, he's still involved. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. Still in it. Yeah, oh yeah, and, you know it's. Uh, but he's, you know, he's he's just a great business mind. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. he's involved. I think he has thirty-two different publications. I know there's a lot of. We've upset some Christians today, but now talking glowingly about yeah, you're gonna upset <laughs> Christians and women. It's, it's one that really, you get a double header with him. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I I think he's an incredible guy because he's so honest and so unafraid to say exactly what he's thinking yeah i, I think no matter what it is he definitely was one of those guys like you know there is a it's a different time now but i, I think that what he was fighting for in terms of uh, you know freedom of speech and and freedom of expression and what it means and what the constitution means and not to be fucked with uh you know he definitely had his time and was important you know yeah absolutely i mean i don't uh i i think all the pornography stuff is unfortunate i i, I don't uh 
I'm not a big believer in that. I think it's very detrimental both to the people doing it and to the the minds, uh, the people <laughs> reading it. And yeah. I, I just think it's it's. Uh, I don't think it's great. Now there's some people yeah. who are holed up in their house and uh-huh. they're they're never going to meet anybody. So you know, yeah. for those it. people, I could see how it would be helpful. But <laughs> yeah, give 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 the incels <laughs> porn. Yeah. They're out in Glendale. Yeah. They're, you know, they're yeah. up in the top. Yeah. No, it's like floor, I just... think if you frame it like anything else that gets you off, you know, you can go too far with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, true. It's yeah. true. Everything yeah, of course. Its... You know, it's like a yeah. It's a, you know, you're getting off on it literally. So if you're spending, let's say, upwards of three to thirty hours a week with porn, maybe maybe you ought to shift to <laughs> <laughs> make some changes. But working with uh, Foreman was amazing in terms of, he sounds like a pretty amazing director, that guy. He, he was incredible, man. He he just made you feel like, he was like a father figure yeah. who just loved you and gave you first thing in the morning, yeah. big hug. Oh, yeah? Woody, come here, yeah. big hug, you know. Yeah. Today we're going to try, it doesn't matter, you do this, you do what you want. You know, like he was so open and... And yeah. but brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. boy, that guy knows how to put together a film, and and uh, you know some of my favorite films. You know, sure. Uh, and I guess it's weird when you shoot a movie. You don't you don't always know what you're going to get at the end. I mean, even if it feels good on set, you're like, no, no, no. How is he going to put that together? Yeah, you, I, yeah. The whole thing with uh, oh my god, I loved the uh, the way Larry Flint turned out. Uh, yeah, it's you know, great. Amadeus, Cuckoo's Nest. Oh yeah, I mean. He's a master. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, he's he's passed, but uh, I still I think of him all the time. Yeah. yeah. And what about those Farrelly brothers? Oh, I love those guys. That movie is that, that movie guys. is so fucking insane, dude. Oh, the Kingpin movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I love that movie. You know, it's, it's ironic because when I first saw the movie, and it's yeah. unfortunate, and as an actor, I yeah. think you can attest to this. Yeah. Sometimes you shouldn't see the movie with anybody else around, because the first time I saw it, yeah, I. I don't know. There were other people around, and uh, there were a lot of people from Fox. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just was thinking of all the shit that got cut out. <laughs> oh, and yeah? And I just said, right at the end of it, I just stood up and walked out the door Yeah. And in a huff. Yeah. And Why, because you were mad? I was mad, and I didn't think it was good, and I didn't talk to Petey for another uh, year and a half. Oh, really? Pete Fairley. Yeah. And then, uh, then I... Then I My daughter, I have a 13-year-old, but someone gave me this wild gift, which really showed me how much shit I'd done, which was, they gave me like a a grocery bag full for, for, I don't know, Christmas or birthday, of everything I'd done. Yeah. Including, you know, like all the cheers. Yeah, all DVDs. Yeah. Back when those were relevant, I guess. but. You know, it, it was amazing how much stuff was in there. But anyway, I threw it on the floor. I took out Natural Born Killers and some of them. And then yeah. I said to my daughter, uh, this is a few years back, I said, you know, is there anything you want to watch? And she pointed to Kingpin. Yeah. Well, now I hadn't watched it. And Petey had said to me after we'd started talking again, just watch it again. Give it another chance. Yeah. And I hadn't. And uh, so she got me to watch it. This is probably like, I don't know, three years ago or something. And we, so we watched Kingpin, and I was like, damn, that's a good movie. It's so funny, such great yeah, heart. They're yeah. great. The heart in those oh, movies and yeah. the comedy 
all of their movies are yeah. just phenomenal. Well, you, that that tone of just like, you know, what else is going to happen to this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and, must be uh, a fun thing to play, just to sort of like, oh, God. Oh, you know, yeah. never it stops. Was, it was so fun, man. Great working with those guys. What was the other one that I was thinking about? For classic moments forever is when uh, in um, No Country for Old Men where you, you know he's going to kill you. You know, oh, yeah. Just sitting in that chair. Sitting in the chair. Yeah, I thought that was... I remember Javier was so... The stuff he was doing was just so odd. <laughs> I thought, I wonder if he's got a real handle on this. <laughs> then I watch it later, and it's just brilliant, you know? Oh, because when you're in the room with it, you're like... It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like he's got this thing, this little net keep around his hair, so he takes it off before the thing, and oh, it wow. keeps his hair in a certain yeah, kind of... Yeah, And then he's the way he's talking is kind of very flat, monotone-ish, yeah. and I just like, what the hell? Yeah, because there's then, part of you thinking, like, how is this going to be anything but ridiculous? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I thought ridiculous, but I didn't know if it would tonally... Anyway, right. Uh, of course, you watch it later, and it's just Correct. utterly horrifying. Brilliant, but uh, and oh horrifying, yeah. yeah, and I watched Wilson too. I liked that book; that was good too. Oh, thank you. I love that movie. Wilson. Yeah, well, well I like that. I like the book. It's such a weird thing to make it. Like when, what makes you decide to do a movie like that? Like you know, because it seems like you can do whatever you want, and you do huge movies. I mean, Christ, The Hunger Games. Like, I mean, so a little movie comes in. Is that something you do for fun or you want to help or you think it's a good well, script? Well, you know, it's interesting. I've gotten so many films that I got to say, you know, these films I know for a fact no one's going to see. <laughs> you know, like I can read it and be just utterly certain no yeah. one will see this movie. Right. And, uh, you know, like I, I, I could sit here and list off a bunch of them. But, yeah. but then there's a part of me that says it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like it's important to do what you think could end up being a great movie. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought Wilson turned out amazing. I loved the. It's so such a interesting, quirky, you know, yeah. comedy. Uh, but of course, nobody saw that, and you know it depends on the distribution. Which at the sure. time, Fox Fox Two Thousand didn't feel like uh, shall we say revving up the engines right. for that one. <laughs> no, they just sort of slipped it out there and see what it do it on its own. Well, I got to even Fox Two Thousand's gone. No, I shouldn't have said that. That's that's <laughs> terrible. Oh, you were in that like out of the, <laughs> that, out of the furnace movie. Sorry, right. I'm just being that oh, kind yeah. of interviewer. Yeah, out of the furnace. <laughs> Because I remember that's the boxing, weird uh, hillbilly boxing movie. Is that what that one was? Yeah, that was a wild movie. Well, I met that guy, Scott Cooper, on a plane. Yes, you know? that guy is amazing. He amazing is, isn't he? Amazing director. Yeah, just, and you know, he's an actor. He's like you. He has, yeah. He's a renaissance man. Yeah, he does a lot and, of shit. And uh, he is, that, that guy is, he's one of those guys who just, no matter what's going on, he will... Forged, he'll push through and he will make this thing great. I, yeah. He hasn't done anything but great. I think uh, that's true. I think he does it well. Yeah. He, he definitely has a style and he definitely takes chances. And, you, you know, it feels like like old one of those 70s dudes. Yeah. You know, like yeah, we're exactly. going to fucking make this that's, movie no matter what. Yeah. He, get... In fact, I know I came and visited him. He was in Santa Fe and he was doing the movie... Uh, Starts with the H. Uh, hostages or ho hostiles? Hostiles. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. to say hostages. Yeah, yeah. hostiles. I like that movie. And, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, but, but he had this 
they were right in the season. Yeah. And the every, when there'd be a lightning strike, from the time of the lightning strike, 30 minutes before they could do anything. Yeah, right. If there was a lightning strike. Right. And then, you know, they'd maybe get 10 minutes after that, boom, another lightning strike. You gotta wait 30. Stop and, another 30. And, and they're out on the planes and he, or whatever? And out on the planes yeah. up there above Santa Fe. Yeah. And I mean, I know he was having such a hard time, but yeah. he made that movie and it's amazing. Yeah. And then this, what was three billboards? Was that something he thought was going to be like that or no? Or did you know that was going to be a big deal? Well, I, I had no way to know, but uh, Martin McDonough is someone, no matter what he asks me to do ever, yeah. I'll do it, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. And uh, in fact, so years before, so I became kind of obsessed with, I started reading these uh, uh, Irish playwrights, which yeah. he's kind of English, but he's really Irish, Irish heritage. And yeah. Anyway, I read all of his plays, and then I I went to Dublin, and then I, I I got a hold of him, and I said, I'd love to meet you. And so he came over from London, and anyway, we had the best time, and, yeah. and we've been friends ever since. And so then later I was in London doing a play, and I like to think I kind of influenced him to work with the guy I was working with doing that play. is John Crowley, who's an incredible director. Yeah. I don't know if you know, know of him. No. Uh, uh, theater director? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. theater, but then uh, has done movies now. So he worked with him on the, his next play, which was The Pillow Man. Yeah. And he asked me to do the part in there that I... Uh, Billy Crudup ended up doing it, but I just, I read The Pillow Man. I said, well, the darkness has finally overcome the light. He, he always has this incredible balance in yeah. his plays. And, yeah. And then, so I didn't do it. Then yeah. I went and saw it later, and I was like, masterpiece. One of the greatest things I've ever seen on yeah. stage. You know, after that, I was like, anything you ever want me to do, I'm in. So I didn't know with the three billboards how... And then, you know, when I saw it, I, I just happened to be in London, and I got a text from him. He says, hey, I just did it, you know, uh, it's not finished, but do you want to come up? And I, so I found my way there, and uh, it was, I just saw it on a little screen, a little computer screen, yeah. and it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. I thought it was just mind-blowing how good it was. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, finally Martin McDonough is like the third Cohen brother. Like, yeah. He is so great now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and great cast working with Sam was good. Yeah. And, uh, oh, great. Yeah. Love Sam. Love Yeah, working. yeah, yeah. Have you ever worked with him? We're working together on an animated thing now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I can't talk about. It, I just realized. Oh, that's <laughs> but, cool. Well, I'll ask it, him then. But yeah, it just started. You know, we did. We just did a day where we were kind of working off each other. Like I play. Uh, we're we're like best pals. Uh -huh. and, and it's an animated oh, trip. That's good. He's a sweet guy. You know, he's a real. He's yeah. a real generous actor guy. He's a sweetheart. And McDormand Francis shit. is like. Yeah, that's intense. He's amazing. I, you seem to be like there seems to be a theme in some of these characters. Where you're just sort of like this. Uh, you know. <laughs> Like life is kind of weighed down <laughs> on you. Weighs down on you, yeah, yeah. Like even in that in the True Detective, that was fucking great. Did oh, you love thanks. doing that? Um, I didn't love doing it as much as I loved it when I saw it. Right, 
because right, at the time it was insanely long hours. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into movie star blues and right, right, sure. B flat minor yeah, or yeah. anything, but uh, I will say, uh, and also Matthew was pissing me off because he was always <laughs> in character and he would do shit that I just I wanted to hit him. <laughs> he knows this, so I don't care if he hears this. Yeah. He, he knows this, yeah. but. Uh, and and it was just him being in character, being in that, that character, and uh, <laughs> and but then you know, ultimately when I saw it, yeah, I was super. Well, how often about does it. that happen when you work with people? Because you're not a like stay in character all the time guy. No, no, I don't. I don't yeah, do that. Yeah. I, I, as soon as the take's done, I'm like, just let's tell jokes yeah, and have, fuck around. Have some food. Uh, <laughs> have some food. Uh, but you know, I take it seriously. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like I need to just See, stay. If you in need to, you know, if you don't need to do that, you don't need to do that. And when in the the Highwayman, I thought was sort of an interesting movie because that's another movie where you're like, oh, here we, yeah, we gotta, <laughs> gotta go to work again, gotta go do this. And it, uh, but but what about? Uh, like when you work with someone like Cosner, is that like comfortable? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, he's he's a real professional. I mean, he told me when I'm not working, he says I think about this like 15 hours a day. Really? And and uh, whatever he's working, whatever uh, movie's coming even up. When he's working, no, I mean, he's just thinking about. It. And I thought, well, now that's obviously quite an exaggeration for effect. And then I realize as I'm working with him, he does think about it all the time like he really the role it just well just the whole thing uh-huh. you know like how yeah. the scene will play out or what yeah. should be the prop in this or or you know does that make sense here you know what i mean right, like he's right. just constantly thinking about it. so he was a real professional i liked working with him uh and and you know what was cool about that yeah. was you know how netflix doesn't necessarily reveal how many people see things yeah. but they did let us know that in the first month 40 million households saw that really in one month so they say no one ever watches alone so that's at least two people so that's yeah. 80 million people in a month yeah like more than almost everything i've done combined you know huh. what i mean I, well that's, that's crazy. an exaggeration but yeah. it, it really was right oh my god you know and and now i don't want to be one of these guys who uh, you know, like I, I understand this concept of the death of cinema. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. I, I think that it could very well be. Certainly, things have shifted yeah. markedly because of Amazon and, and Netflix. But on the other hand, I don't know if that's the way things are going. Uh, you, you know, we got to figure out how to get on. But we don't. We don't ever want there not to be a time where people go to the cinema. Sure, it goes to the know? movies. Yeah, I went to the movies last night. But, Oh, what'd you go to see? The uh, Breaking Bad movie, the new one with uh, Aaron Paul. You're uh, kidding? Uh, yeah, El Camino. They did it. Uh, they did a premiere last night. Of Breaking Bad. Of uh, it's called El Camino, and it's more following his character. It's, it's right after. It's it picks uh, up right when Aaron Paul is driving. Okay. Away. Oh, I have to see that immediately. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Oh, great, great. Yeah, it's gonna be on Netflix on Friday. Oh, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you'll you be saw to... it at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it at that one in Westwood. Yeah. You know the what is it? The Rialto, that old one. Right. Right. Yeah. That, oh, uh, that's right. a nice. Yeah, uh... yeah. And they were all there. It's not. I get excited when I see the celebrities. 
<laughs> they get excited when they see you too. Man. Yeah, they do sometimes. Yeah, bring I, up a I like in. Glow, by the way. Thank you very I love much. Glow. It's yeah. fun, right? Wild World. So good. Really, yeah. they do it really well. Really, really cool. But uh, I will say, I love this though. I love that you still do this out of your house. Here Thank you, Glendale. I'm glad you very came by. Cool. I think we did good. It's great talking with you, good man. Good talking to you. Good luck yeah. with everything, and have fun I, in Hawaii, man. I think. Uh, do you ever get the feeling like, do you, it, I mean, I, I'm a little neurotic, but do you ever like ever kind of uh, get freaked out that you're in the middle of the ocean, just on an island? <laughs> it's not like I'm just floating I, out there, <laughs> a little floating. No, I know, but like, like I've had moments on Kauai where I'm like, we're far away, man, and it's a little island, <laughs> and if the water no, comes up, we're fucked. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, you worry sometimes about that, but honestly, I worry more being on the mainland. It's yeah. like- uh, we yeah. look at, like someone said to my wife one time, are, are you looking forward to getting back to the real world? And she was like, oh, no, this is the real world. Because nice. we really feel like in in Maui, that's how life should be. I think you know? that's true. It's, it's gotten a little scary. You it's put on your scary. swim trunks, you go yeah. pick a fruit off the tree, yeah. and then you head down to the water. I mean, that's, that's how it. life should be. God damn it. I think you're right. All right, I'll meet <laughs> you down there. <laughs> okay, Mark. Great <laughs> Thanks, talking buddy. to you, you too. man. Okay, Woody Harrelson, Zombieland Double Tap, in theaters tomorrow, Friday, October 18th. Uh, yeah, go to WTFPod.com for tickets to the Nashville show or the Atlanta show or the Masonic in San Francisco and all other things. You can go to the merch, too, and get stuff. Okay, I've hooked up an, a new box. It's not a new box. It's an old box. It's kind of a repeater thing. I'm kind of digging around in the boxes. Oh, you guys, enjoy. Here's some three chords. <laughs> <laughs>